Hey everyone, um, hope you're doing well on this Monday morning. I uh, just wanted to share a few things with you that I had been thinking through and reading. Um, and so I just came across a few things in Romans 8. And I might even invite you just to maybe pause this and, and go get your Bible and open up to Romans 8 so that you can read along with us and see some of these things for yourselves. Um, but I just wanted to read a few different verses and then just make a few comments and we'll keep this pretty short. Um, so we'll just start Romans 8, chapter 8, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We'll just pause there. I mean, do you see the beauty in this text? That there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. There, there's no one who will ever stand before you on the, on the final day where you're before God and say, God, don't you remember this sin they did? God, don't you remember that that time they looked at pornography? God, don't you remember that time that they lusted? God, don't you don't you remember when they said they were sorry and they were never going to do it again, and then they did it again? No, this text says there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And then if you if you skip over to verse thirty one, it's even stronger language when it says, "If God is for us," verse thirty one. If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? And this is what I want you to pay attention to. Verse 33. Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It's that same idea. Like you're in the courtroom on the final day where your life is judged by God. And it's saying right here, who can bring a charge against you? Who can say, God, don't don't let them in. God, don't let them into your family. They've done these things. They've sinned here. They've sinned here. They've belittled your name and belittled your glory. And, and they've spat in your face and said, we don't care what you think. We're going to go our own way. Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? Okay, okay. Why can no one do that? Why can no one stand there and try and point to different parts of your life and say, you shouldn't love them because of this or you shouldn't allow them into your family because of this? Because it is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. And more than that, who is raised and who is at the right hand of God and who is indeed interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Should tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or, famine, or nakedness or danger or sword? No, no, in all of these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, including yourself, will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. My friends, you are justified before God. You are made right, you are made clean, and all of your iniquities have been completely abolished. They've not been swept under the rug, but they've been dealt with on the cross of Jesus Christ, where He took your place and all of your sins against God, which were personal offenses to Him, 
were placed on Christ and all the punishment and all the wrath you deserved because of your sins against God were put on Christ there as well. And so when you get to that final day, there's no more wrath for the Christian because that wrath was poured out on Jesus Christ. And now, and now, a present reality now and one to be all the more fuller in the future, you are justified by Jesus. And so you are loved. And so just to get really honest, I know that there are many of you right now who have sinned, maybe even hours before you listen to this. And you're going, that sounds great, but I don't know if it's for me. Because I've sinned too many times. I've, I've made the same mistake over and over and over and over and over. And I just don't really know if God cares for me as much as maybe he does some other people who don't struggle like I do. But what I want you to see in this text is the immense hope here that Paul is is trying to get these Romans to see there is nothing in your life. There's nothing exterior to you and there's nothing inside of you that can make God not love you because he chose to die for you while you were sinful, while you were an enemy to God. And if he chose to do that at your worst, surely now he's not changed his mind, right? Surely, if God knows everything, past, present, and future, when he sent Jesus Christ to die for you on the cross, he was aware of your life and all sins you would ever commit. And none of that stopped him. And yet he went to the cross with the full knowledge of all that you would be, of how difficult your life would be, of how much you would struggle with pornography, of how much you would be addicted to lust. And he still went and he still died shedding his blood. I hope that maybe this morning that that the Spirit would just open the eyes of your heart to see the beauty of this gospel. That at your worst, Christ died for you. I mean, let that sink in. You weren't kind of good and he was like, man, I want to save this person because they're really trying. No, you were dead in your sins. Walking according to the world, walking according to Satan, you, ha- you you cared nothing about God. And that is when he died for you. So surely now that you're struggling and wrestling, trying to fight, surely now he will still be beside you, won't he? And as you wrestle and as you struggle, don't forget that you have a God who has set the Spirit and Jesus Christ to intercede on your behalf. They're fighting with you. They're fighting for you. They're empowering you. And as we see in Romans 8, verse 15, you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we may cry, Abba, Father. The Lord is your Father, and He cares for you, and He cares about what you're going through right now. And as you wrestle with this sin, I pray that you would just stop and spend time with God. And I promise you, as you see God as more and more beautiful, And as you long to be with Jesus in fellowship more and more, the allure of sin will truly grow strangely dim. Keep fighting, my friends. You are loved more than you will ever know. And I pray this morning that you would maybe just see a glimpse of that by the Spirit.